and welcome back to another episode of third impact anime podcast my name's ryan i'll be hosting tonight's episode uh we're gonna be discussing our recent trip to anime weekend atlanta in atlanta georgia over uh halloween weekend and with me i have sully hello i also have tobias i have edwin with me as well literally with me he's sitting right next to me as we're recording danke and I surprisingly have Andrew with us. Yeah, I've uh, I've emerged from my hole. You have to, emer- uh, emerged from your cocoon, a beautiful yeah. butterfly. I am a beautiful butterfly that has... Or Figment, the imaginary dragon, whichever you prefer. He is very real, and he's my best friend. <laughs> he's your best friend, okay. We also have me, uh, so hello. And as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about Anime Week in Atlanta. But before we do that, I just want to go around, see how we're all doing. So, Sully, how are you doing? What are you playing? What are you watching? What are you enjoying? So, I am watching nothing. I am playing nothing. And I am enjoying nothing. Um, That's a big Yeah, this is the tail end of the semester. So, I have uh, a website. And three research papers. Well, technically, one is a conference paper, one is a research paper, and one is a research proposal. All three are due at the end of the month. And I have to study for my Japanese final. So I've pretty much decided that I will not be indulging in anything uh, substantial other than, like, falling asleep to stupid YouTube videos until... uh, Christmas vacation because I have to adult and do school stuff. I feel that. Personally, I'm going through the same stuff. However, I've just opted to not sleep and instead enjoy life. But I'm a I'm a sadist like that. <laughs> okay, so Tobias, what about you? How's life? What are you watching? What are you playing? Well, uh, I'm kind of uh, gearing up for a new Pokemon coming out. Uh, two days from now so i'm trying to catch up on other games i'm playing i'm trying to uh you know i was trying to be trying to be dragon quest before it came out 
So uh, I did the right thing by not playing it. I uh, <laughs> went back on a uh, playing near Automata, trying to trying to beat that game. And well, there are worse choices you can make there. Yeah, so I was. I, I don't know why I keep putting this game down. Every time I I pick it up, I love it so much, and uh, I ended up beating uh, beating the game the first time, two nights back, and absolutely loving it. I'm gonna try to. That's near. You mean? Yeah, yeah, near near yeah. Automata. I want to actually finish it for real because I'm still digging it. Apart from that, I am watching this wonderful animated show called Atlanta. Very topical considering the convention we were at. Oh, yeah. Yep. But the uh, the the show Atlanta by uh, is that the Donald and, Glover show? Yes, the Donald Glover show. It's not anime. It was being it was a bad joke on my part. But <laughs> uh, after uh, after years of people trying to get me to watch it and just having it on the backlist, I I queued it up on uh, on Netflix and I'm really really digging it. Uh, I just finished, now that I've got Netflix access again, watching the Dark Crystal TV series, and uh, it was okay. Uh, I really loved the original movie, uh, back from my childhood. The TV series is okay. I don't think it was amazing, but it it was passable. It was serviceable. It really just made me want to watch the movie again. Yeah, my my friend Nate has been trying to get us to watch the Dark Crystal movie, and I have no interest in anything puppet, because puppets creep me out, so... It's a very creepy movie, but I think that's that what kind of makes it work. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was trying to do, which is why I know it's not for me. <laughs> Anyways, Edwin, what about you? Uh, if, if I recall correctly, you're part of some uh, YouTube channel. What was it called? Um, the Middle Shelf of Gaming? That I am. Yeah. Part of the are, you, are, are you playing anything for that lately? No, I've been postponing what I should be playing, and instead I've been replaying Splatoon 2. Yeah. That's, I, I feel I, that. I haven't really touched that game in about a year, so going back and trying to relearn all the maps and all the webs, it's, it's been an experience. Yeah, Splatoon 2 is great. I remember enjoying my time with that. Yeah. Anything you're watching? Um, Anime-wise, it's just the usual I've been watching. But uh, recently I did go watch the Konosuba movie. Oh yeah, how was that? Oh, I enjoyed it. It was definitely very funny. I was had a lot of laugh out loud moments throughout the movie and seemed like everyone else in the theater also enjoyed it as well. So the last anime movie that I went to see with you was the My Hero Academia movie. And we we spoke at length on the podcast about how awful our experience was. How would you compare it to that one? Where the fans like actually behaved? They were older, let's just say that. Okay. I think the people that like Konosuba have a more refined taste when it comes to animated works. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that one, but no. we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Andrew, what about you? What have you been playing and watching? I have uh, retreated back into my days of high school when I was a, a noob. So, yeah, so a, like a year ago. Wow, thanks. A, a <laughs> Thank you for making me feel so young. Uh, when I was a noob poner, and I've been playing... Uh, I've been playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare quite a bit. Fuck the Chinese government. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you sorry? <laughs> okay. I... How uh, how is that actually? I've been I've been seeing I, the the only thing I saw about it is Activision waggles a finger at you for trying to shoot a baby. Um, this is a deep pull. Uh, much like how in um. Zabungle, uh, Jiron Amos points a gun at a baby. I just listened to the AW, AWO episode about Zabungle, and okay. they said that they point a gun at a baby. So, yes, <laughs> in 2019, we have not moved on. We're still pointing guns at babies. Uh, 
but you know it's a really fun game you know the campaign was, was short but it was good um but besides that i've been playing uh during the evening i've been playing breath of the wild on my new switch Lite, which is nice. great nice. um is this your first time or uh second time uh i okay. didn't beat it the first time through and i figured that uh and you know like my my save didn't copy over from from the other switch so i was mm, like yeah. no may as well start over or whatever and you know i'm having a good time with it uh yeah. i love the switch Lite as a mobile console it's really good it's not for everybody but it's really good um what I've been watching, I've been watching uh, uh, We Never Learn, Bokuben, I think is what it's called. I've um, been watching a little bit of that. Uh, I started watching it last season, but I yeah. think the second season is airing this season. I think so. All right. So I'm just trying to catch up on that, and it's fine. You know, it's like one of those, you know, harem shows that, you know, I can't, I can't help but, you know, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a very good. Andrew show, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's decent. Well, that's good. Yeah, myself, I've been I've been so stressed out lately that I've just been consuming media as like a way to like maintain my sanity. Mm. And I uh well, Disney Plus came out yesterday as of recording, so uh-huh. I watched The Mandalorian and let's just say I'm happy. I also because of Disney Plus I've been watching the 95 Spider uh, Spider-Man the animated series and it is it is 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really behind on my anime because I haven't, I haven't had the time to actually sit down and you know read. So I'm behind on that. But you're watching that Western cartoons instead. Yeah, I'm watching Western cartoons instead because it requires much less focus for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why we called the Third Impact Western Cartoon Podcast. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, at this point, in 2019, all cartoons, West or East, are called anime, right? Well, these aren't even anime. <laughs> They're just mm-hmm. like. My, my DC shows and, you know, all of my other television that I watch that I pretty much mostly use as background noise now. Sure. I've also been playing uh, Ukulele in the Impossible Lair, which okay. I'm liking a significant more amount than I expected to. Okay. Just because I really didn't like the first game, but this one is just so much better. And I'm really hoping I can beat it in two days because... The moment uh, Jedi Fallen Order comes out, everything is getting dropped for that. Oh yeah, it's coming out Friday too. Yeah, it's coming out the same day as Pokemon. I'm like, kind of debating getting Sword and Shield and doing the GameStop thing of like, if you don't love it in the first 48 hours, you can return it for a full refund just so I can actually like, try it. actually try it and sure. see if the controversy is actually as bad as it looks. Oh, God, I but I'm honestly just so tired of seeing, like, negativity about that. I'm just like, okay, if you're not going to get it, don't get it. Just stop bitching about it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. It's going to be a pleasure center for me. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I don't expect it to break any records. Yeah. So. IGN says it breaks records, but IGN well, is also IGN. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. One thing that's broken about the game is the graphics pop in actually i could go on go on and on but i'm not gonna do it right here well if you ask the internet hey. the only thing that's broken about the game is everything yeah that's why so, we trust the internet yeah no i'm just that, that's the thing is i like actually want to form an opinion for myself so i actually want to be able to like pick it up and try it like risk-free if i don't like it i can return it no questions asked right so i might do that and just like put jedi on the back burner for like a day or two but Either way, I'm going to be playing video games this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it seems like everybody's 
enjoying themselves. Sully, I hope you can start enjoying yourself once finals are done, because believe me, I know how stressful that is right now. But yeah, anyways, um, so what are we discussing? Right, we're discussing Super Mario 64 backwards long jump right yeah, now. Right. So um, this past weekend, we all backwards long jumped all the way down to Atlanta, Georgia, and attended Anime Weekend Atlanta. And it was from the 31st of October until that Sunday, which was the 3rd of November, right. which Halloween on a con was actually pretty damn cool. Like, there were a lot of people who put a lot more effort into costumes, I noticed, or just, like, themed it around Halloween, and the uh, flea market was that day, so I thought that Halloween was a pretty cool thing. Granted, yes, I know, it was very busy for everybody. But, um, yeah, we had, uh, we had a pretty good time. We did a bunch of panels. Uh, we met up with some uh, fellow panelists and podcasters and went to their panels. Uh, Austin did a write-up on the con that's on our website, so you could check that out. And, um, yeah, so... What panels did we all do? Um, I'll start with mine. I did um, the anime that saved anime um, on Saturday. And I had a pretty packed room. They gave me a big room this time, and I was very happy about that. Um, and it was uh, yeah, it was, it was really nice that I managed to fill the room. I had a good crowd. Uh, nobody was obnoxious this time, which I'm super thankful for, because I normally at least have one person in that crowd that just drives me up a wall. And... Um, yeah, so um, mine went well. I found out because of the Twitterverse that apparently I had more interest in my panel than Team Four Star had in one of their Q and A's, which I'm kind oh. of wearing as a badge of honor right nice. now because that's I, I love Team Four Star, but the fact that I ever would like be competing with them is something I never expected to happen in my life. So that was that was kind of cool. You've done that panel a bunch of times. Do you ever get bored of doing that? Um. Yeah, I. it's been about a year since I've done it this time, because I, I did it at AWA last time, and I said then that that was going to be the last time I did it for a while, but I had such a great reception that I decided to do it again this year. Um, and being that it's been a year, I wasn't bored of doing it, because I hadn't done it in a while, and I actually like revamped it a little bit, made it a little more modern. Because um, I wrote that panel about like four years ago, and a lot's changed since then, so... Yeah, yeah, but I do think I'm going to retire it for a little while. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll bring it back next year. But for the first time ever, like, if you haven't seen the panel before, what I do is I talk about, like, the... Um, I talk about the industry and everything, and I go through what anime were important and whatnot. And when I am about to reveal the anime that saved anime, I ask people what they think it is. And no... Like, no outliers this time. The entire room, when I said, what do you think the anime is? Everybody went, Sword Art Online. And I was like, okay, everybody's apparently seen this now. <laughs> so I might just retire it a little bit just to get a new crowd of faces in there. Yeah, I mean, sure. And, you know, panel making is like, you know, fighting the Borg. You're always trying to, like, you know, tune your phasers to, you know, 
make sure they keep good keep doing damage yeah yeah it's um yeah it, it's there there's a lot of panels that i i like doing but i've done them so much that i've decided to give them a bit of a break and um yeah so we'll see i i still always tend to throw like my popular panels at cons just because if they take them that's more money for me so rather more i save on a badge but you know what sure. i mean yeah i get it yeah so I, I i throw my popular things at them if i want to do an experimental thing i tend to save it for like a smaller con or you know maybe they'll take it but like i threw a lot of experimental panels at awa this year and they took none of them so i was like yeah that this is I, I need to go to a smaller con to like field test these mm-hmm. sure but yeah so um of those of us of those of us that are here um Andrew, you had how many panels? Um, I was I, I I was on one by myself. Uh, another one I hosted, and I was a part of another one. So technically three. Okay. What were the names of those? Um, first off, it's Saturday in the afternoon. Uh, I did uh, Iyashike Anime for the Soul, uh, which is a panel I had, I, I have given before. And like you know, they put me in a medium-sized room, uh, and it was it was fine. It f- filled the room for most of the time. It was a it was it was a big enough room for this panel, and uh, everybody that came in there, it was like fifty-fifty people who had heard of the genre and who had not heard of the genre. Essentially, what uh, Yashike anime is for those of you who don't know, is uh, it's a a healing type of anime series. So it's like an offshoot of Slice of Life, and. Uh, where was I going with that? Anyway, the uh, the room was a uh, room was good. the The crowd was very receptive. We had uh, some good conversation about it, and uh, <coughs> you know it went went really well. People seemed to have fun. That's good. You my, also did anime, yeah. uh, not anniversary. Um, wait, no, you did do that one, didn't you? I was on it. Yeah. Yeah. How was that one? Uh, apart from being in the closet room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was fun. Uh. You know, I mean, well, I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that you know, Sully and Tobias, you guys can talk about this too. Um, you, you know, like for what was like sort of TIA's in quotation marks big ensemble panel, uh, for it to be in the in the in the very very small panel room was kind of a bummer. Yeah, um, it was actually kind of funny. Um when i got there i told austin like yeah i'll come and film it and everything and i had intended to and i got there like 15 minutes before and the room was already like full yeah and (laughs) the woman turned me away and i was like i'm filming the panel and she's like yeah you don't have room to do that in there and i was like that's bad oh (laughs) yeah that was standing room only yeah uh my third one was uh the it was the ensemble. It was who was it? It was it was me, Tobias, Sully, and Austin. Was Austin yeah, yeah. on there? Yeah. Um, very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. And that was a a new panel that I had that we had made called Avoiding Anime Burnout, which was essentially like a glorified roundtable discussion about like our experiences with burnout in the anime sphere and like how to fight it and what to do when you're in burnout blah 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 stuff like that uh and that was in a bigger panel room and it was pretty full pretty nice everybody in the crowd yep. seemed to really be receptive and paid attention and 
it, it was another it was another really fun panel yeah as somebody as somebody who was in the audience of that panel i really liked that one uh you guys did a really good job and you pretty much said everything that i would have said if i was up there so i was sure. like yeah i was like okay we actually are having like a lot of people saying a lot of different things and i think that it's a very important panel to actually have because i i think the stigma has kind of gone away recently but there's always been like a stigma in the anime community that's like if you're an anime fan and you're not watching anime every season you're not a real anime fan right and i literally went through like a full year recently where i just did not watch any anime because i was like there's too much i don't know what i want to watch i'm frustrated and just like stopped right and it's perfectly natural for things like that to happen and if you force yourself you're not going to enjoy it so like i was really glad that you did that panel just to like even having it on the schedule just shows people like it's okay sure and you know it kind of goes hand in hand with our uh making the anime community a better place panel like they're, yeah. they're very similar in style uh and you know they're less sort of you know instructional panels and more like maybe public service announcements um <laughs> yeah so like so good way to put it. yeah and what was the last time what was the last time we ran the uh making the anime community a better place um hamacon hamacon was that's right rest in peace yeah love you hamacon love you hamacon <laughs> come back but yeah um so those were your three and um yeah. I saw two out of the three, although I briefly saw the uh, Animeversary, and I thought that one was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Animeversary, I remember Austin and Tori were on, but they had to leave to go do um, Excellence in the Ordinary for uh, Kyo Annie. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, the, for those of you who haven't seen that, if you're ever at a, a con we're at and you have the option to see the Kyo Annie panel, go see it, because those two put so much effort into that panel, and I thought it was, like, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good panel. So, Sully, what about you? I know you had a couple panels. Uh, yeah, so I had the Gonagai panel, my two-hour Nintendo panel, um, my Japanese film panel, the Sailor Moon musical panel, and I was on the Burnout and the Animeversary panel. So I had... 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... 8 hours worth of panels that I did over the weekend. Nice. Claps. Yeah, and I am never under any circumstances ever doing that again. Well, um, you you had uh, why don't you why don't you tell everybody what your experience. time slots were? I'm going to warn everyone listening right now. I am going to go completely into old lady mode. There is no reason on God's green earth that any convention should be 24 hours because even though. I am very thankful to all 10 or 15 people who came to my Sailor Moon panel at 2 a.m. I would have rather been in bed asleep at 2 a.m. Bless their souls. And yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's like, you know what? I feel the power of the moon in this room right now, but guys, I need to sleep. Like, I know, like, I'm feeling the moony pride here, and I'm here for it, but I really would rather be in my bed asleep. Um... And I, 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 like, I'm kind of amazed that, like, at the beginning of that panel, which was actually at 2 a.m., not 1 a.m., because of daylight savings time That's and right. then not knowing how Oh, you how had to 1 properly... o'clock, too. Yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. 
I really just was like, I know that, like, before the panel started, I looked like I probably could have killed a man. Like, yeah. I know they probably thought we're stuck in this room for an hour with this absolute nutcase. And I was kind of amazed with the fact that I could very quickly snap into, like, panel mode, like, at 2 a.m. And then as soon as the panel was over, like, instantly regress into being, like, a tired, angry, bitchy nightmare again. Um, that, that I did not alienate as many people as I, as I think I did or did not was nothing short of a miracle. Yeah, I have, I have a really, really stupid question to ask you. What? So you got the, the, the second one o'clock. Okay, I'm going to give a little context just because it might be confusing for those of you who don't realize what we're saying. While we were at the con, daylight savings rolled over. So we had one o'clock in the morning twice. And they had panels during both of those one o'clock in the mornings, and they literally on the schedule had one o'clock colon two as, like, the indicator. How did they tell you in, like, the confirmation email, like, which one o'clock you got? So, I don't remember about the email. Um, I just remember 1 a.m. But on the little, the little panel sheet outside of the room, it just said... 1 a.m. and then 1 a.m. DST. Yeah. Uh, and that was just such an unhelpful, like, yeah. I, I really just wanted to scream when I saw that because I was, it was just, again, who has a 24-hour con over daylight savings weekend? Right. yeah. Like, I, I wanted to literally, like, I was, I almost throttled somebody sure. that weekend I, I i i'm gonna take credit uh i'm the only reason that he didn't throttle somebody <laughs> i i feel like tobias if he were not my handler there would have been carnage at one point he would have killed somebody <laughs> uh, i did bring carnage i was reading it on the way down uh, 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 boo. uh i think like i understand the decision by the uh, staff of Anime Weekend Atlanta to think that 24 hours of programming is like the next logical step um, but nobody wants to go to a panel at 3am yeah I agree it's just like if you're an everyday con goer especially if you're staying for the weekend then you know especially if you've been to I don't know a con you know that they are often exhausting. Yeah. Um, and having 24 hours of programming sounds like on paper pretty smart, but in practice, I don't know if you have like if you if you have like a, a JoJo's panel at like you know four in the morning, there's gonna be like two or three JoJo's marks that are gonna be there. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you right there. If it's a JoJo panel, everybody who is a JoJo fan is going to get up and go to it. If it's a Mac, if it's a, no, not Macross. Never, <laughs> well, I, never I, I think uh, I think I think he's going to say he's like there's a difference between funny, goofy, interactive panels and more yeah. informative stuff that Sully does. Okay. Uh, Cuz I know that I mean the, the another issue with Sully's time slot is that you gave the Japanese phone panel at 11:45 pre daylight savings time yeah so your original thought was you were gonna like jump pretty much from the film panel to your sailor moon panel right. your sailor moon musical panel 
but it turns out there was an extra hour of waiting, i.e. an extra hour of not sleeping that you had to go through that was completely unplanned. Yeah. There's something I want to add. I don't think that non-18 plus panels should be going on past 10 at the evening. Yeah, with few exceptions. Like, here's, here's the thing. All of my panels, like, with the except, I, I made the going to guy 18 plus just because it's going to guy. It'd be impossible not to have gore or sexuality. But, like, all of my panels other than that are, for the most part, no matter how many kind of jokes I'm making educational or general interest. Right. And I'm like, I again, I'm really appreciative of the people who, like, got up at seven in the morning for my nintendo panel or went late at night for the sailor moon panel and i didn't mind the movie panel being around midnight like i feel like that's a great slot for a for a thing about movies but at another con if i had been doing panels during the day and then capped it off with the movies at about eleven forty-five or at midnight like that would be different as opposed to like that was basically almost my first panel of my own that day other than the, it was just so like i felt like i had no time to just right. decompress sure. and i really yeah. needed that yeah. and again it's like i'm general interest like this is my thing either have nothing but like 18 plus or more like out there panels at night or don't have panels and like okay go 24 hours but that 24 hours is like the rave or stuff like that where you don't have to like shut down some things and keep some things open you do that with the dealer's room why not do that with the panels too yeah if you're gonna do 24 hour programming also at least have the game room open like that is easy to just run itself all you need is a guard pretty much yeah yeah but hopefully, hopefully that's not something that'll happen again because we all know we all know to look at the the time slots we're signing up for from right. now on. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that uh, that's something to consider for sure. It's uh, that that was rough. But yeah, other than that, um, Tobias, what panels did you have? All right, so uh, uh, as previously talked about, uh, we did the anime anniversary panel. Uh, like you guys said, it was in this. It was in one of seven, so the small room that was pretty much a closet. Yeah, uh, not my first choice for something that was meant to be a very general. You know, it's it's anime of it's it's not one specific anime. It's very general anime. So I figured they would have put us in a bigger room, but I figured incorrect. Uh, I think that panel went okay. It was pretty much a repeat of our animazement version. There were some slight changes. Uh, like I had forgot to put Kiki's delivery service in there, whoops! Uh, but that was rectified. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was a little awkward because uh, again, for the second time out of two that I've given this panel, uh, Tori had to leave halfway through, so Tori didn't even get to talk about half the stuff they wanted to. Yeah. And uh, Austin had to leave too. Luckily, I had a backup Austin in the audience. I think it was called Andrew. That's wow! Thanks, guys. I, I yeah, backup you guys are just terrific. <laughs> we had a backup Austin in the audience. We also had a, a backup Tori in the audience as well. Yeah, we did. Uh, our good friend Basil showed up. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he he subbed in for uh, Tori, and uh, he he contributed to that as well for a panel that he has not seen. He's actually able to provide some information and you know contribute. I have a funny well, story Basil, about Basil, that. you could basically just tell him here's the topic, and he'll be like, "Oh, okay, I can talk about that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know the lady that turned you away at the door when you tried to get in, Ryan? 
Yeah. She was standing in there, and when Basil came in and, like, pretty much just came up, he he and Anna came in at the same time, and uh-huh. Anna went and sat uh, over in the back left of the room, and then Basil just, like, walked down to the front, and there was an open chair next to me, and he came down and sat in it, and then the lady, <laughs> the lady, like, started walking up to, like, tell him to go find another chair, and I was like, what's up, Basil? How's it going? And then, like, <laughs> and then she, uh, she was like, oh. That took that took a step back. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that, that that overall went okay. I'm not a big fan of the small room, but it worked out at the end. It was okay. Yeah, the, sm- uh, the small rooms are always awful, but it's like either they don't use the small rooms or yeah. they have extra panels. It was so. it was very cozy. Yeah. But then uh, right after that, we did that. I did the burnout panel, like we talked about. One thing I want to point out with that is that unlike all our other panels, which are very scripted, that was pretty much just a podcast episode. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty similar to when we do the uh, collecting panel. It's like we have a we have a layout, but um, it's never like scripted, right? Yeah, but in this case, like Andrew just had general questions. Like, all right, so what is? How do you define it? Uh, that was your first question. Like, how does it apply? What do you do if you're already in the you know, the burnout zone? And what do you do to prevent it? And I mean, I just showed up having not seen any of that PowerPoint or. You know, nothing, and we were able to wing it pretty well, just like we would a podcast episode. I wouldn't say you know. wing it. I would say uh, f- thought on the fly. Yeah, that's probably a better thing. I think we already knew, like you mentioned with the anime community panel, we already have a general idea, and we've talked about it, you know, like personally before. Sure. So I think it was uh, it was very interesting to do something that felt more like a podcast episode than a normal panel. Uh, that at least the ones I the way I do it is a little more scripted, but I think okay. it worked out. I hope that uh, I hope that people were actually thought we were useful. Yeah, <laughs> again, just kind of going off the fly, but uh, hope, hopefully it worked out. Hopefully everyone kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, then on Sunday at uh three fifteen, literally the last the last panel at the convention, just like last year, uh, I did surrealism and anime again. Uh, this year was pretty much uh, a best of list where I compiled most of the things that I've already previously talked about. Uh, this was an hour and a half slot, so not quite my usual full time frame. And it was the first time I've run it. It is an, as a non 18 plus version wow. for that long. So there were no there were no titties. Uh, there was no <laughs> you know sex or anything like that. It was just trippy as hell. And it you know, as usual filled the room. People enjoyed it. Uh, I was I think a little worried because I've done it. To talk about Kaiba. Yep, uh, that's that's the only reason I run the panel is to get people to go watch Kaiba, and there have been multiple people that told me they went to go see it because of it. So I finally got uh, around to watch it at Awa in one of the video rooms. Nice. Oh, cool. It's uh, it's good. It's super good. I think everyone needs to watch Kaiba. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, I would say I had to skip it last year. They didn't select it last year, so I'm glad that I did get an off year to make it a little more fresh. Uh, but it's still packed rooms. Uh, people, even the new people that had shown up before, seem to enjoy the newer stuff that I talked about. And I uh, still have a lot of people that you know ask me about it after, and that's always a sign of success, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, sure. again, an- another successful iteration of surrealism. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I know Austin and Tori also ran their Disney in Japan on Sunday morning. Uh, did anybody have a chance to go to that one? Uh, I, I did not go. You didn't go. Yeah. I think we were all sleeping at that point. <clears throat> right. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I really, I really wanted to go to that one. Uh, that one and the Nintendo one. I was like, if only they gave it a later time slot because I value my sleep. I'm an old man now. Uh, yeah. yeah. But so, uh, so I, I did want to point out we talk about that. I went to the Nintendo panel alongside Sully Saturday morning, and uh, it was interesting being awake at the convention at six o'clock. Uh, I do have to agree, based on that experience, that yeah, the twenty-four hour thing maybe doesn't quite work out. <laughs> yeah, there were a handful of people that we passed, a mere handful of people. Uh, I peeked in the huge video room right before the panel, and they were showing Penny and Stocking with Garter Belt to a, a whopping crowd of three people in the audience wow. who were probably asleep. If we're yeah. being honest, uh, sure. finding a video room to sleep in. Yeah. Uh, but the actual panel, I, it's so friendly with all. I don't know if Soli wanted to give more detail, but uh, I always, I really do enjoy Soli Nintendo panel. He's uh, he's pretty pretty funny and informative, and for you know six forty five in the freaking morning, people showed up and people had a great time. Yeah, I I did the, the two hour version, which God, uh, so I my old laptop died, and I was able to recover all of my panels except for that one, and I had to remake mm. it from scratch and that meant redoing all of my notes and redoing all and so i like methodically had to recreate it and it was incredibly stressful and i'm glad that it got the the response that it did um and i plan on making this a a recurring thing and maybe my my goal is to slowly morph it into nintendo hell um (laughs) just because that's basically what it is now. I my, my main goal is I have certain parts of it that I use to shock people. And if they, like... Like, everyone knows the Mario Super Show. Everyone oh, knows yeah. the Mario movie. Everyone knows the Zelda cartoon. Like, those are just kind of, like, no-brainers. And so it's kind of harder to find ways to make those funny. Um, and then you have things like King Koopa's Cool Cartoons. Or the weird Korean Mario show. Or, like... The, the myriad of other strange things that Nintendo has been involved with, and those, because they are kind of more obscure, um, are so much easier to get a reaction out of, and I, I kind of want to slowly transition into making it, as I find more and more weird things into yeah. just the panel about that. And just, God, the fact that people did come at 6.45 in the morning just really shocked me because i didn't want to be there like i literally was just like i'm going to perform this for a crowd of two people and people slowly trickled in um but it's it was disappointing because i'm like this is something i'm very proud of and like it was such a huge crowd pleaser at az and if i submitted to az this year i'm gonna be like please if you can try to make it on thursday again because there's just something about opening it on pre-con where people are like they kind of have no choice because they're the the pickings are so slim and then they come in and they just sort of have their minds blown. That's what makes it worth it for me. Yeah, that's yeah. a good that's a good panel. And yeah, about the about the hell, I I run video game hell sometimes, and yeah, I can confirm there's a there's some really weird Nintendo stuff out there that a lot of people don't know about, and it it's a trip. Yeah, and when I do this one, I don't do any video games. I focus entirely on, like, peripheral media, like movies, cartoons, commercials, cereal, the Mario ice capades, like, all the stuff that's, like, not... That, that Nintendo basically signed off and said, yeah, do whatever you want, which was pretty much how they went about it. Yeah, um, they, there's also they were, the Donkey they... Kong Country cartoon. 
Yeah. Yes, which was originally going to be a lot racier and a lot, and it was done by the French, which explains so much, and is very popular <laughs> in Japan. Almost won an Emmy for animation and had the award taken for it's it's a whole thing, and people don't know that, and it's fun to kind of like. They know, they've seen the videos, they've seen the memes, and then when you dive into, like, the actual history and you make it funny, it's like, this thing almost won an Emmy, like, just think about that. <laughs> yeah, no, when I when I read that, I was just like, I was just like, wait, what, did, like, did somebody literally just not produce anything else that year, or what happened to make this actually considered good? <laughs> well, it was because of the mocap, and it was the first, like like full mocap production and that's the thing that actually ended up disqualifying is they're like well if it's if it's mocap then it's not really an emmy worthy so that's the whole thing so go come to the panel if you want to hear more about that yeah so yeah so that i guess that wraps up our panels um so i'll go down the list uh what other panels did you guys uh go to over the weekend i'll start with sully so i have a very very cruel rule and that is, uh, I go to no panel other than those done by people I know or guests. And my reasoning for that is, uh, I hate panels. <laughs> I really do. Uh, unless I'm giving, because most people do not know how to do a panel. Like, most people have no skill in public speaking or aesthetics when it comes to actually presenting information or timing or it's so... I only go to panels that are by people I know or uh, guests. So I went to um, Robbie Buksachi's, uh Anime for Adults panel, and that was the only one of his I was able to go to, unfortunately. And I went to Veer's Famous Cars and Anime panel, which I went mostly because we're friends, but I don't know anything about cars. And I still had a good time because I was like... I hope this is not, like, very technical information. It was very funny, actually. That's good. Um, I did not have to know how to drive a stick shift in order to appreciate uh, the, the content. And I went to David Wald's uh, LGBT anime panel since he was a former guest on the podcast. I actually got to, like, say hi to him in person. So that's, other than the panels we did, those were the only ones that I attended. And I would recommend all of those presenters because I know them, and that's literally only reason i went <laughs> gotcha and tobias what about you so while i tend to be a little more experimental in what panels i go to uh, more so than solely i also didn't get to see a whole lot for a more logistical reason and that being that the app ate my schedule five times uh-huh. over the weekend yeah the app was garbo yeah, so there's a lot I missed. Like I was gonna go to that iconic cars and anime panel. It was I, I know I know Veer, I've seen his panel, they're really good, but it ate my schedule and I missed it. So uh, I did also go to uh Robbie's uh adults uh anime for adults panel, again very well presented. He there was all good stuff. Uh, most stuff I was aware of, but there were a few that I hadn't really thought of and forever and i'll definitely check out his recommendations uh one of the few i put down on a list uh, i went to uh daryl Surratt's anime of 1989 panel he always does a, a panel about 30 years ago uh only partially so i could verify that his choices matched my choices for the anime version <laughs> panel uh which he, he did a good job everything was i mean every everything i had he had except he didn't have pat labor for uh, some reason man which I corrected, but he had a couple other things that I never even heard of, so that was that was informative. 
That's good. Uh, yeah, most panels I kind of missed, unfortunately. I did go to Bagels. Uh, Bagel did... I'm sorry, Bagel? <laughs> yeah, bagels. I heard Bagel, too. Okay, well, that is now Bagel... Bagel... Gerjega. <laughs> Basil the bagel guy. Uh, but anyway, I went to Basil's. Uh, he did two. He did the one that was about manga one-shots. Uh, manga that's just like one volume. It's not a series. And they tend to be more adult-oriented anyway. So there were a couple things I'd heard of, but a lot that I hadn't. So uh, someone who's always wants to get into manga, but is tired of reading the same shonen crap, it was uh, nice to get a bunch of recommendations. Ah, uh, jeez. He, he did his uh, How to Watch Anime and Read Manga Legally panel again, uh, which he updated with a couple new, like, sites and avenues to use. Uh, so, you know, always, always watch your stuff legally if you can, kids. That helps everybody, mm-hmm. including yourself. And uh, I went to uh, Dave Merrill's and uh, Darius's um, AWA history part two mm-hmm. uh just kind of the middle years from what was it like uh it was like uh 2000 2004 it was like late 90s like maybe like 98 to like 2005 yeah, yeah something like that yeah so uh i wish i got to see all three because they you know they were there in the trenches the anime trenches they knew they have photographic evidence and it's always been a very informative uh panel when he when they do something like that uh, so I really enjoyed that. That was fun. I probably went into a bunch of things, but it's been two weeks now, and the app debacle kind of soured me on <laughs> on that part of the experience. Sure. Yeah, uh, the thank God for Austin because I wanted to go to um, to Anime Hell and Video Game Hell, and I thought they were yeah. both at midnight. And Austin was like, "No, Anime Hell is at like ten, yeah. even though the app says it's midnight." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Anime Hell, that's, that's like, I always do that, of course. Uh, I didn't get to get a Totally Lame because they changed it uh, in the middle of the day Saturday when I was doing another panel. Uh, likewise, Daryl's to- uh, uh, Anime Panel of Doom, the scheduling conflicts uh, created an issue there. But uh, I didn't. I, every year I feel like I don't do as much as I want, but there was never any time that I had that I just wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely made the most of it, even though I kind of get that feeling, too. Before I forget, I did go to the Japanese Ghost Stories panel with the guest from, from Ghibli. I've already forgotten the man's name. That's terrible. Yeah, I um, wanted to go to that, but I was tired. And it was, it was very good. I, I It was right after, or, like, it, it like I hit the tail end of it because it was, I'd like, right after Veer's panel, but Tori... And Austin and I went to that, and it was very informative. I wasn't able to go to his other panels, but I will definitely be on the lookout for him at other cons. Um, it's, it was kind of nice to have, like, a few industry guests, you know, who weren't music or fashion. Not that those are wrong, but, like... Yeah, that's, that's always, uh, always a problem with these, these guests that they don't really advertise as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, they... The guests were definitely lacking this year. I mean, I was perfectly happy to meet the Dragon Prince cast because I love that show, and I got to meet Sokka, so that was awesome. Um, His name, by the way, is uh, Kihara Kihara Hirokatsu. Thank you, Andrew. I just knew if I looked it up that you would hear that. He follows me on Twitter. Very loudly. He follows you on Twitter? How the hell did you Uh, manage that? uh, Everybody that followed him after his panel where he talked about Kiki's 
Uh, I'm pretty sure he followed back on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, because so he gave away know. these little, uh, these uh, origami uh, little, uh, God, what's the cat's name from Kiki's? Somebody? Tobias? I do not remember. Somebody? Anybody? Nora. Um, anyway. Uh, Tom. His name is not Tom. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's, uh, it's Gigi. Gigi, that's it. Gigi, that's um, it. Thank you. So he had these little uh, origami uh, Gigi's that this uh, family uh, overseas had made. And I think one of them was suffering from an illness. And he gave away uh, like two or three of them. And uh, he wanted to... He gave him away and said that uh, if you post a picture of this on Twitter, uh, I'll show it to the I'll show it to the family back in Japan, and they can see where their little Gigi went. So that's why he followed everybody back. Uh, oh, really, that's sweet. It's really wholesome, really sweet. He gave one to a crying baby, and the baby stopped oh. crying. It was amazing. Oh. That's, that's very pure, and yeah, also is. like I think he may be he might be some sort of cryptid if he's has the ability to. He call had that vibe. Child. He definitely had that vibe. Yeah, his panel about the supernatural, I was like, oh, you're very, you, you are very into this. He, yeah, he was, a, yeah. he was super, he was super, super fun. Yeah, and he's well, like, and my grandfather, learn... Cthulhu, I mean, uh, the old god Cthulhu. And now he can learn all about figment, thanks to following Andrew. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> yep, he'll see all my, my figment posts. <laughs> yeah um edwin what about you what did you have the opportunity to go see because i know you vanished a couple times during the con uh i really didn't go to too many panels what did you do i it was more about hanging out with friends yeah that's fair the game room the game room was kind of cramped this year i thought mm-hmm. but i did get a couple rounds of ddr in um i did want to mention that i learned about thunderbolt fantasy it's really awesome. That's right. I recommend it. Everyone will go watch it. That's good. So, Speaking uh, of puppets. Oh. <laughs> so, Andrew, what about you? What else did you what else were you able to see? Um, I think other than what has been already mentioned, uh, did I go to anything special beyond that? Uh no. I got to hang out with uh a couple friends from uh Alabama. You know, like like Basil coming up, and uh, our friend Rick and Tom, and you know, getting to hang out with uh, we hung out with Ed Chavez, some who we also met in uh, in Alabama at Hamacon. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else did we do? I think I mean other Ed than is, uh, for for, the, for those listening at home, Ed is the uh, uh, founder, head honcho of uh, Denpa Books. A new smaller uh, manga licensor. They just put out Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji, uh, the manga from that uh, anime from the mid 90s. I think the manga came out first, but it had that very popular anime adaptation from the mid 2000s. Uh, I'm sorry, not 90s, mid 2000s. And uh, they've got the uh, that that the manga that's about cooking, but with the it's, fake yeah, characters. It's today's menu for the Amelia family. Yeah, that which. Uh, not a fake guy myself, but uh, apparently if you're into cooking and saber, I just uh, got a text from Will. He said, "What did somebody say about my wife?" Oh, good one, good one. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yeah. Will Will is a very very big fate fan. I just felt I felt the chill through the ether that he just <laughs> emanated. 
But yeah, we are all big fans of Dinpa books and uh, Ed Chavez and their work. So uh, if you get a chance to check out Kaiji, which released early at the con, by the way, yeah. I picked up a, an advanced copy uh, there at the con. And it's always always really good selection. I feel like Ed kind of curates that to be more interesting stuff. Uh, very different than, you know, more typical manga fair, uh, for sure. Besides that, I actually got to go to a couple panels myself. Um, well, the big thing I did actually was... Um, the uh, flea market on thursday we all did that that was like basically my entire thursday i was exhausted after that um but other than that i got to see uh anime hell which i thought was very well done Mm -hmm. um as always like his his anime hells are just so much better than the ones at at anime's men like because they're actually anime and i got to see video game hell after that as well and um we've become kind of decent friends with those guys because we all love video games and we have, you know, the YouTube channel. Um, so we talked to them for a little while after and they they found out that I had done a version of it in North Carolina and they asked me about it and I told them, like, some of the stuff I did and they are like, oh, that's a really good idea. And, like, we just kind of bounced off each other for a little while. So that was a really fun panel. Will and I uh, dominated in video game trivia as per usual. <laughs> and uh, John John actually went with us and he... Uh, he he knew a surprising number of like really weird obscure things, and we were like, "How the hell do you know these?" And he's like, oh, "I just happened to be playing it the other day." And we were like, "Okay, man." <laughs> so it was fun though. We all had a great time. Okay, boomer. Yeah, but um, yeah. The only other big thing I did that wasn't like Dealer's Room Artist Alley um was I got to meet some of the cast of Dragon Prince, and I uh got jack DeSena to sign my box set of avatar the last airbender nice and he wrote water tribe in big capital letters on the front of it <laughs> and um yeah we talked about all that for a few minutes and he gave me a hug and he's like oh my god it's so great to meet a fellow nickelodeon child who wasn't like 12 when they like you know first heard of avatar <laughs> yeah yeah like recently and i'm like yeah no i i grew up with avatar and i grew up with all that and everything but um yeah so it was a fun time um i think we pretty much already touched on the guests but like yeah dragon prince was the highlight for me and you guys saw the ghibli guy which was cool but i kind of i kind of wish that they had had more more like varied people it felt it felt kind of light this year especially compared to last year i think the majority was just from dragon prince so you were either into that or you weren't into that well yeah but even even that like they had they had like last year i think it was um the osamatsu rebirth cast um for like one of the movies they all had they all had them there but they had all been in like a lot of things so it was like even if you didn't know them from osamatsu you knew them from something this was like pretty much all the dragon prince people are pretty obscure which is good for the show because they're new they're new people but like they would yeah, that was pretty yeah. much all you would know them from yeah yeah they, they're not really as ex- extensive as say like tiffany graham who was also there this weekend yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't feel like they advertised her that well either it's probably because there was so much on the guest list that is just i'm looking at it now and it's just who are these people yeah i noticed i noticed like they announced a lot of guests also like really late yeah so yeah I don't know. Like last year, the guests were like phenomenal. This year, I was like, eh, "You could have done better." Keep in mind, they're also competing with Yumacon guests. Yeah, that's the other thing. With the, you said they're competing with Hamacon. No. Yomacon. Yomacon. 
Yomacon. Yeah, it was the same weekend. It's in Michigan. Where is that? That isn't Detroit. Michigan. Yeah, it's oh. in Detroit. It's a it's a pretty big one. Like a lot of people go to yeah. that one. Even though it's just a ploy to steal energy by the Dark Kingdom. Yeah, pretty much. That would have killed a Sailor Moon audience. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I noticed also, like, I'm starting to hit a point at conventions where the dealer's room and artist alley, I'm, like, kind of just breezing through, and the only thing I'll stop for is either a game booth or a manga booth, because I see the same people every time now, and every time I'm like, I still don't need a leather pouch to hold a bottle that might hold liquor. Um, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Did anybody actually find anything that was, like, notable? I bought a, uh... I bought a hat from uh, one of the artist guys that has a bee holding a knife on it, farting. I think I remember seeing that, and I thought that was very funny. Yeah, and I, I like it. I needed a new kind of nerd hat, because all of my hats are either, uh, you know, my school or golf. Right. So uh, I got a nerd hat now. Uh, I did i buy anything else i can't really remember you know like you know how like the first few conventions you go to it's like seeing you know all of your favorite yeah you know whatever you spend a million dollars you spend a million dollars like i can't i don't buy anything anymore like maybe i'll buy a volume of manga yeah there was one guy who was selling like new titles like he had a he had an issue of uh he had a few issues of Call Me San Can't Communicate. And mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to pick one of those up, but he was selling them all at cover price. And yeah, I was, which and at I, that point, it's like, I'm not going to buy this yeah, only to haul it yeah, home. I'll exactly. just buy it at Barnes & Noble yeah. and save 10%. Or I'll just, you know, log on right stuff and just get it, you know, like stuff, yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's just, you know, uh, there's nothing like you always search for deals, whatever. You know, pretty much if I find a Yotsuba figure, I buy it. But like, I, I didn't find any this year. You know, it's whatever. You know, I don't yeah. feel the need to empty my pockets anymore to feel, you know, validated and feel like I've had a successful con, you know? Yeah, I agree. The Like, I bought a few games of just, like, stuff I was looking for, like, nothing extremely notable, but, like, I did manage to find the last volume of Haruhi manga that I was looking for, so that felt good. I was nice. finally able to finish cool. the collection. But, like, other than that, the only other notable thing that happened was when I was in my Darth Revan cosplay, I got pulled aside by, like, a mask maker, and he was like, I want you to try this on. And he gave me, like, a Revan helmet, and I tried it on, and it was really cool, but it was giant and made me feel claustrophobic. And he's like, I'll give you a discount since you're already dressed as him. And I was like, I'm good. I have the mask. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I'm so I'm so proud of you guys for finally getting over the capitalist tendencies and an anime con culture. Wow, yeah. yeah, not me. I feel like you guys have finally ascended to my level. You say that, and yet the entire time you guys were at the flea market, people were just Edwin, especially, were just coming back with like piles <laughs> of crap. And I'm like, like I took a walk around the 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 flea market, and I saw stuff, and it was interesting, but like nothing that I was like, God, if I pass up on this, I'll be an idiot. It was stuff I'm like, you know what? I can probably find this for the same price or cheaper online. Like, there were some good deals, but they, like, Tori found those proplicas for, like, an absolute steal. But, like, even then, like, I was on a very, very tight budget for this con just because I'm a student and I get a stipend. Yeah. And that stipend, uh, I was like, I'm not spending that on anime crap. So, yeah, I could have got a pretty good deal on a proplica, but I decided to let Tori have that, you know, and... 
I don't know. In terms of the dealer's room in RSL, like the dealer's room was just, I was like, you know, same old, same old. And yeah. the, the artist alley, which is usually more interesting, I'm like, eh. also, if I see one more person selling cheap eBay corsets and saying they're handmade, I'm like, I can tell yeah. these are factory produced. Like, I've seen, like, I have been in the Rocky community long enough to tell, like, an actual handmade, properly done corset and this thing that you've bought from China and you're trying to pass off as handmade. This is made with plastic boning and, it, yeah, don't, don't, try, don't, pull, they, these people are incredibly smart if they know weebs will buy this crap when they could get it much cheaper online. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I did actually manage to find. I had the exact opposite experience of you in the flea market, though. I found a lot of things for like really good deals that I was like, I have to jump on this because even if I just want to resell it, I can make money. But I found like a Gravity Rush uh, collector's edition, which you never see that game in the wild. So I was like, I'll probably never see this again. So I got it, and I found a couple boxed Game Boy games, which are some of my favorites as is. So I was like, okay, well. I, I feel like I sh I justified in buying these. I think that uh, even at the flea market, even though I I tend to browse, I think I like the spectacle more, especially for a you know a con in a big city like Atlanta. There's a lot of old taku that congregate there, yeah. And even just picking up some stuff you know, as a token thing, uh, just being able to see a lot of this really old crap, this really old interesting stuff. Uh, was in and of itself uh, an interesting experience. Yeah. Uh, but well, you know, like you mentioned, the dealer's room itself is just the same old. It's it's dealer's room. That's I don't spend money there because I see it everywhere. But uh, you know, at the flea market, the super happy fun sells, as they call it, it's uh, more of a spectacle than anything. And there's definitely some gems hidden there if you want to take some time to look. Yeah, managed to get rid of a lot of my crap too, so that was nice. I came home with a relatively empty box. It was it was a better time than the dealer's room, and, and I wish I would have remembered to bring my box of stuff to sell. But I, I mean, there was some interesting stuff. But I, I think another reason I might not have seen anything is I took maybe two look arounds and then uh, disallowed myself from going any further just to avoid temptation. So yeah. like. You have to also take that into account as I was going out of my way not to buy anything. That's fair. Overall, uh, final thoughts about the con? I I have some final thoughts. Go ahead. Okay. This con did things to me in that I think this is where I reached my burnout. Um, I've decided I'm going to take a really, really long break from cons. I probably will not go to a con until Animazement, and the main reason for that is they give us such a good deal as, as basically, we're basically guests there, that, like, it's a free vacation. I can't, like, pass it up. There's, unless I get a much, much better set of circumstances come along, and just, this con made me feel absolutely ancient. Like, it was weeaboo spring break. These kids, it's crowded. They need a bigger venue. These kids are just like jumping off the walls. They're a lot of them are drunk. Just I, I can't deal with that anymore. I like I've always like I, I had my cringy weeaboo phase. But even when I was in that, like I was, I was never like a big partier sort of person. Um, and just being around like all of these like high schoolers and like 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 college undergrads like just being absolutely buck wild it exhausted me and I just do not think I I, I can't do that anymore and then like I, tr I there were some old taku I got to, to kind of hang out with and I'm like 
didn't really feel like a vibe with them, and I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure out, like, if that was a me thing, a them thing, an us thing. But, like, for me, Awa was just, like, not worth giving up my Halloween for. Like, I appreciate the Halloween-themed cosplay on Thursday, but just, I was, like... I think I need a break, and I also just feel like, God, this makes me feel so old and also out of place, because I was always told, like, oh, this is, like, a more old Taku thing, and I was just like, I don't really feel it, though, and then when I am there, I feel kind of like I, I'm too young to, to get on with them and then too old to get on with them. I'm in a weird middle ground, I guess. Yeah, I think it's, uh, because I, 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 as, as a contributor to... Uh, you're thinking this is uh, more of an older crowd. I definitely think we're in sort of a weird transitionary period here where there's definitely been that in the past. Uh, you know, this older crowd that's been going since, you know, you know 92 or whatever uh, when this first started. But now that they're, like, sponsored, they're, you know, all official by this year, you know, High Dive, and because they've got these bigger-name guests and they've got a, a wider audience, it definitely does feel different than it has in years past. And I think, you know, as a whole, I guess it's good on them for getting that money, you know, bringing them in a wider audience. But I definitely do agree with you that it, it feels different. I, I really, really hated that, like, when me and you, it was late at night, too, like, you went out to get a smoke. And I follow, and we were gonna go to a pan. And then there's these kids just like shouting at people coming out, and like all these people, and like oh, just people shouting, and people are just like very, very like I like am not that easily scandalized, but like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something that I know Austin Craver somewhere is like Sully don't get blue on this pot. These kids just need to have a freaking orgy, just get out of the damn systems. It's like God, y'all are so damn horny, just just bang and get it over with. Like Jesus Christ! You just got too much energy. You got too much energy, and you just really need to like. Once you once you do it, you're going to be a lot less entertained. By it. Just, yeah, just get laid, kids. Come on. Uh, and you know, like uh, I think I uh, at some point during the weekend, you know, I I think I don't remember who it was, but I, I think uh, I was talking to somebody about like the life cycle. Of the anime fan um yeah and, I, think uh, you, I think i was there for that uh i don't remember where i was um but i think we were at dinner were we at dinner we probably were anyway yeah. um but I, I talked about the life cycle of the anime fan and you know like i'm in my early 20s and thanks for bragging welcome you um, just made you just made tobias spit water <laughs> i know well oh, i am in my early 20s let me let me finish uh so I'm in my early 20s, and but by the metric of, you know, who attends anime conventions in 2019, even I'm a dinosaur, you know? So I, yeah. I think it's something like, uh, you, you know, the reason why I connect with AWA a lot is because, one, it's a trip, you know, it's, it's a long trip, you know, for us to make. It's a city that I barely spend any time in. And, you know, it's a state that I barely spend any time in. And it's another set of people that uh, we have, you know, had the pleasure of meeting, you know, away from the North Carolina sphere. And, yes, it tends to attract a older subset of people. And by subset, I mean, like, older clique of people that just, like, are big, just, like, 
that animazement just doesn't carry. So, like, I enjoy, you know, going down and, you know, seeing, like, Dave Merrill's panels and seeing Neil Nadelman's panels and, like, because those guys are, like, early fandom guys, you know, and we've got, and we've been lucky to get a chance to, you know, spend a little bit of time with, you know, those people in that sphere yeah i I agree that now that i i I can't really tell if it's because of this transition that i'm feeling from them or if it's because i'm just too damn old for these cartoons but i definitely take things a little slower and i enjoyed more of that social hangout time uh even networking to some degree uh like saturday night we went out with basil and we got to see the the other con people yeah I think that was uh, probably the more valuable experience I've had okay. the weekend. And that wasn't even like the con itself. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of, I don't know if it's just a, a transition within myself or with the con, you know, as a whole, but uh, it definitely felt different this year. And I, I, like I said earlier, I didn't feel like I get to do everything that I wanted to do. I mean, hell, I barely saw Edwin and Ryan all week. Yeah. yeah I saw, <laughs> I saw you guys like once. I think I saw right in the hallway and we just kind of nodded at each other like, man, I almost forgot you were here. Yeah. I, yeah, I ran into you like when you got there. We went to dinner. I didn't see you yeah. for like the rest of the day. Then I ran into you when I was cosplaying. Yeah, 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 that's right too. It's just like, God, like I, on the one hand, I wish I had had like three more days to do everything. Sure. Yeah. But on the other hand, I do not want a convention run an entire freaking week. Nope. That would stress me out so much. So yeah, it's it's weird. Like I, this is still like my home con. I still enjoy it a lot, but for very different reasons that I did even a couple of years back. Yeah, I get that. But I I pretty much just use this con as a way to take a break from work, which I desperately needed, and uh, everything, and just see some people I haven't seen in a long time. But as I say with every convention, you got to make your own fun, and definitely, I I always find a way to do that. So no matter what no matter what con I go to, I always have a good time. I was too tired to make my own fun. Yep. I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap up then. Uh, so yeah, Anime Weekend Atlanta, another successful con for the books. Um, just a few... On, on that note, they did announce the dates for next year. It is likewise going to be end of October again. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Halloween is like a Saturday next year. Yeah, yeah, October 29th through November 1st of 2020. So they are definitely sticking with this new time change. Uh, you know, and, and now late October instead of late September. So uh, I guess they did okay enough as far as attendance is concerned to stick with it. Yeah, I think they also don't have another date available. No, they definitely don't. Because, um, yeah, they, they moved it this year because they didn't want to compete with Dragon Con. Because it was like two weeks afterwards, which, yeah, 100% makes sense. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, may or may not go next year, because I might have a trip during that time, but we'll see. But, yeah, um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap here. Just a few uh, community notes. Uh, we're going to be shutting down, not shutting down, just not updating our Facebook group going forward. We've moved to a Discord server. Uh, we have a link on our website, so if you just visit our website, you can check that out there. We'll have a link in the description as well. Um, the Discord server is pretty active uh, so far. I'm actually enjoying yeah. it a lot more than I thought uh, that I thought I would. It's going it's going really well. Uh, we also have launched our Patreon. 
Um, we have a couple tiers. We have a dollar tier, which is our basic tier of support. You can just help us on podcast and, you know, little bit of fees here and there. We have a uh, $5 tier, which is our Patreon patron only Discord text channel in the uh, Discord server. Uh, we also have a coffee, Kofi, whatever the hell you call it. Kofi? Um, Kofi, yeah. Um, yeah, and you could throw us some money there just so Austin could have a coffee while he edits, edits this monstrosity of a podcast. Um, we also have we also have uh, access to upcoming episode announcements, ability to submit questions first, and um, you get an exclusive patron Discord role if you pay the five dollar tier. And if pa- if Patreon goes well, we might add in a few other tiers where we actually finally release the video of Tori punching one of the members. Just one. And it's probably gonna be me. Yeah, probably. We uh yeah we we had a we had a goal back when we hit like 500 downloads a few years ago that Tori would punch one of the dis- one of the uh, podcast members, but we never followed through. So if you donate enough to Patreon, we just might. But. Yeah, um, that's going to be a wrap for this episode of Third Impact Anime Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Sully, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me at Calvacun on Twitter. That is C-A-L-V-A underscore K-U-N. And then that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, Tobias, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at BeboxShock. Uh, Edwin, what about you? You can follow me at ToasterMike. Uh, Andrew, what about you? You can find me at Swift. Uh, what is it? Swift X at Swift. Swift. You GX. can find me at at Swift GX on Twitter and at Swoosh Bear, and at um, uh, Worst Waifu. Um, well, you have a lot of Twitter accounts. Basil. <laughs> Are these all the voices in your head? Do it's, they all have their own Twitter. At it's Basil time. Uh, uh, at Midshelf Ryan, you know I'm 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 in all those places. All right, and yeah, you can find me at Midshelf Ryan on Twitter. You can also find my YouTube channel Midshelf Gaming on YouTube at Midshelf Gaming, uh, and that's once again on YouTube at Midshelf Gaming. Um, and you can also occasionally find us streaming on Twitch, and by occasionally I mean we've done it once and we want to do it again, but the holidays are a chaotic time for everybody and we haven't had the time to do it. We're probably going to do more Twitch streaming in the Discord, so join that and we'll probably do some Jackbox or something here coming up. Yes. Um, Alright, well that's going to be a wrap. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Third Impact Anime Podcast. Uh, I've been Ryan. I've been Andrew. And apparently the other people are no longer with us. All right. Oh, uh, I've been Tobias. Hello. <laughs> I've been trying to think of a funny way of ending this. <laughs> Story of my life, Sully. Story of my life. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody.